Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Takes 78, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows, past and present. He is Jed Shepherd. And that guy's Rob Jelly, Rob Jelly the Third. <laughs> As I live and breathe, Rob Jelly the Third. That is how you say my name in Wookiee, by the way. Is that true? Yep. Is it true? Yeah, it's not. I made that up. Ruined the show already. Sorry. Lie. <laughs> Lies at the start. Absolute Wookiee. Um, that's <laughs> so the new insult is you're an absolute wookie. Absolute wookie. <laughs> um, but we're not wookies here. We're professionals. Yeah. Well, and uh, this is a professional show. How's your week been, Rob? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm much more relaxed and collect now. Yeah. Um, on well, we're recording on the first of November, so Halloween has now, has now been and gone. Yeah. Um, so all the spooky natured stuff that I've been sort of surrounding myself with for the past week has yeah. kind of. It's now done. I can move on. We've. Um, uh, I listened to your show yesterday. Yeah. Your Halloween show it was great. Yeah. My, uh, it's my... the first time I've listened to your show all the way through. To be quite honest, <laughs> uh, because usually you're on too early for me. That's true. But you were in the afternoon this time and got to listen to you squeal with delight and with fright <laughs> at certain uh, guests you had. I, I, I made it very clear, very apparent, straight at the top of it, that I am a wimp, and I'll happily admit that. Um, and yes, yeah, so I did a, a sort of uh, a fright experience last yeah. week, which um, part of the audio that was recorded was played out on the show yesterday. So Very good. <laughs> uh, and, and I was joined in the studio by the owner and uh, actually Big John. Yeah, Big yeah, John yeah. the Butcher, who I went to meet last week. Um, and he's just as terrifying in normal clothes in my studio as he I've was in... I've seen pictures. He is, <laughs> he is a behemoth. I mean, he's a unit, as he they really would say. Is, yeah. as, you know, he is massive, as, as humans go. I've always wondered this as well. Yeah. We'll get to the pilot, by the way, in a minute. Um, I've always wondered, like, you look at other species of animal. Yeah. They're full-grown adult-sized versions of them, whatever mm-hmm. you might be talking about, whether it's a, a dog or... Yeah. Actually, I'm going to just take dog back for a second, but like, I don't know, pandas, giraffes, yeah. whales, mm-hmm. they're all the same size. When they grow, they all grow to the same size. Yeah. Look at humans. Look at the st- scale difference in the adult human world. Now, some of us are like seven foot plus. Mm-hmm. Some of us are barely five. Some True. of us got like 20, 30, 40 stone. Some of us barely hit 10. I reckon in the insects world, there's all different sizes. Well, yeah, but like ants. Like the thing about the ants, right? You've got soldier ants and army ants and, and worker ants and all this like others. bullet ants. Yeah, yeah. And they're all, but they're all different species. Right, right. Yeah. But all soldier ants are going to be the same size. All bullet ants are the same size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All worker ants. Bees, hornets. Like, you know, look at any of them. You never Sparrows. see... Sparrows. You never see a, a, a giant sparrow, yeah. do you? You never see a fat bee, do you? No, oh, that bee's fat. Exactly. You never see an anorexic hippo. <laughs> you just don't do it. I just don't understand how humans have been have ended up so diverse. It, it amazes me. It's crazy isn't it? on a yeah. regular basis. I'm like, look at people go. How are we? How are we the same species? Like honestly, he must have been six four, six five, maybe. So, so you think Big John's a different species, basically? He's got to be, because yeah. there's no way that he and I are genetically that similar. <laughs> when he walked in, did you think someone had been mo- like moved their fridge into the studio or I something? I thought someone had eaten someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's the sort of human that could eat another human. Uh, but no, he was a gentleman uh, and, and scholar, actually. He was very kind of him to come in. They've invited me to do a zombie uh, shopping centre 
run. Right, okay. So they, they, They're always good. Um, they are based in a shopping centre in South End, and um, they are... They, they get permission to basically use the entire shopping so- complex. I love that. Yeah. Um, and they fill it full of zombies and yeah. you have tasks to complete and then you have to get out. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm up for that because trust me, I've been on this planet 30 plus years now yeah. and I've met less, I've got more fingers yeah. than I've met people who are faster than me. Wow. That is a statement. Fact. That is a statement. But also, so running would... from zombies just means you're running into, into more zombies. You've got to be tactical. Oh, you... It's not about speed. Yeah, it's all about speed, mate. Nah. You can't catch me when I'm moving well, full well, speed. Where are you running to? Uh, Zombie apocalypse, where are you running to? Well, well first, first things no, first. No, no, where are you running but to? Before I even... Happens now, right now, outside, covered in zombies. Where are you going? Where am I going? Yeah. Water. Correct answer. In a boat, on yeah. the water. Yeah, but then where, where are you going to? At this point, I'm not worried about that. I'm, I'll just get, get to the water first. That's my okay. first port of call. Yeah. Always go to water. Zombies can't swim. Fact. They can probably go on under the water. It's wild at the seaside. It's wild at the seaside so much. Call, yeah. yeah. No, water's always good. I was even thinking buying a boat, but not for zombies. In general, having a little boat over there somewhere. A podcast the water. boat? Yeah, yeah. That'd be good if we broadcast from a boat. We can make that happen. We'll do boat-based uh, yeah. shows that week. Oh, we have. there's a recording studio in a boat just right next to us. We could. Oh, the big red one. Yeah, yes. yeah. He'd let us. He'd let us use it. All right. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll bring another episode from the yeah. podcast from the boat. But I did a similar thing to you. Um, I uh, did the mazes you last did. week. Yeah. Which was great. Bloody great. It was for my friend Kate's birthday. And we all Happy went. birthday, Kate. It's passed now. Um, but Oh, she died. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she almost died of fright. Boom, boom. Uh, yeah, well, I'm she, not surprised because the sounds, I'm not of, sounds of things that sounded like it was horrific. It was basically you get there's five or six different mazes. You go in and like one of them's like clown themed, one of them zombie themed, one of them vampire themed. I know many people that would have never stepped foot in yeah. this, in the clown one. Well, there was the inside ones, and then there was the outside one, which was a corn maze, and you go through. I'm like, oh, there's a scarecrow. Oh, that scarecrow. Like in Sabrina, the first episode of Sabrina. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened. That actually happened the day we spoke about it. <laughs> scarecrow came alive and chased us. Um, but they do, you, were... do you genuinely get scared when you if you do no. like, like? Is it like when we whoa? No. And, and then you're like, okay, I'm fine. It's almost wasted on me because like, it's it's really difficult. But it comes sort of jumping out at you like when you're not expecting it. But surely you, you still have a. Whoa. Nah, no, doesn't fit. But like they, then they kind of cottoned on, and like they weren't. They were waiting until I went past, basically, and scared the girls in the group rather than uh, me well, and the other. This is rock. one of the things I asked the guys who who run this one. I did. Yeah. I said, "Is it more fun to scare people like me, openly yeah. admitting to being a wimp? Yeah. Or is it more fun to scare the guys who come and give it? Yeah, you scare me. I'm a big, big man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. geezer, geezer. You know what I mean? And he went, "No, it's definitely more fun to scare them." Because they, they go in there giving it the beans and yeah, they come yeah. out going, oh, oh, it's terrifying. Oh, I'm nearly cut myself. Yeah, so I, I really, I want to be so scared. I don't know why they do that voice, by the way. <laughs> I, I want to be scared. I, I want something to scare me. And like, uh, that's why um, uh, Haunting Hill House yeah. was brilliant because it actually managed to put really, me on edge. Really, really put you on edge, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh God, what's going on? What's yeah, so, going so, on? So obviously last week we had the ha- Halloween episode yeah. of the pilot. Um, so I watched them shows. Yeah. Gone to this you know, experience <laughs> Um, I then obviously had to get ready for the actual show we were doing, which yeah. was all Halloween-themed stuff yeah. uh, of varying different horrors. Uh, but I thought I'd start my day yesterday on Halloween by yeah. watching Salt. My film Salt. Yeah, your new film Salt, which is out now on Vimeo. It and, is. Um, Vimeo staff pick. 
is indeed a staff pick. Yeah. Um, it only takes two minutes of your time to watch, because yeah. but it's excellent. It's really, really good. Um, it's a beautifully shot. Is, a little it, film, yeah. mate. I loved it. It's, Cheers, it's really, really well done. So to all the team, yeah, it's excellent. So we put online. We put online on Monday. Uh, so it's still doing the festivals, even though it's online. We've got a ton of festivals. It's uh, going in. Um, but yeah, we wanted to have it in time for Halloween. We wanted to, to get a little bit of buzz. Yeah, of course, uh, because. Uh, we really want to do a feature-length version, and putting it up around Halloween gives it the maximum attention. Absolutely, we've got features on, on a ton of websites. All my favourite horror sites featured it. Film sites featured it. Um, so yeah, so it's looking I, good. You know, you know, I don't watch horror stuff, but if if it yeah. becomes a feature film, I will sit for it for you. Cheers, man. Cheers. That's yeah. how much. That's that's not my number one. <laughs> how much I enjoyed the two-minute short yeah, yeah. but also how much of a pal i am you see thank you I very myself much. through it for you well ma- maybe we'll stick you in it because you didn't you didn't you weren't no, in multiplex no so maybe you can be in in a assault feature can i die can you kill me in it i mean i feel i feel like i need to have a thing if my if i'm ever going to have an acting career i need to have the one thing that happens to be every yeah. time i'm on screen <laughs> yeah. so i think either dying or dancing take a pick. okay dying while dancing i can live with that i could do that maybe i should die every time whilst dancing Maybe that's my thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the dying dancer. Some people say you, you, you die while dancing anyway. <laughs> hey. And in that note, we'll move on to the pilot podcast. Take 78 <laughs> before we get distracted too far. Uh, so here we are for another two shows this week uh, to analyse. And you go first, Jed. The show that I am talking about this week is the uh, show that... Everyone's been banging on at me to watch, and I'm like, yeah, 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 I will. And they're like, it's only 20 minutes, Jed, 20 minutes an episode. I'm like, sure, there's so much to watch. But finally, because of this show, gave it a spin, and it's the end of the effing world. Absolutely love the theme song. Like a fifties kind of slow, meandering kind jukebox of like, style yeah. sound. It's weird. I was today. I was listening. It must have must have inspired me somewhere. Listen to a lot of fifties songs like that song, Dream Lover. Oh, Dream Lover. So I haven't heard that for a long time. And I was I was listening to stuff like that because I was like in horror film. They use these fifties songs quite mm. a lot. They slow it down. It, gets quite eerie so let's see seeing this in oh hearing this in um, end of the effing world i'm gonna say effing instead of the actual title well in fairness it is when the title appears on screen yeah it is effing world it's, yeah. it's not the actual thing so well, they just x out the the vowels etc yeah um but i think it gives it a good a really good um scene setter because those 50 songs are all about like love and like unrequited love and yeah. like your, your love's dead and you want to get it back and um, all that kind of stuff all really uh, kind of morbid and it kind of goes really well with the, with the whole premise of this show yeah. um, I knew nothing about this at all Likewise. I think someone had told me roughly what it was about and I was like oh, okay but then I watched it and um, it was a surprise it's like wow they've it's just got balls. It's got straight away, just like okay, this guy's a psycho. Um, yeah, because it opens up and it, and it starts and it, and it's describing. Well, he. Well, hang on. First things first. It's co-narrated. Yeah. By I the two lead that. actors. It's, it's that's so rare. Characters. 
Because some people say that narration in uh, television or film is lazy. Uh, because instead of telling yeah, people... Yeah, but it can add so much to the story as well. Well, the kind of example I like to use is in uh, Blade Runner, where the, yep. the, the, the cut that they put out was the kind of one that explained to the audience exactly what's going on, and that was the narration. But if you watch the proper version, the one that the, um, the actual filmmakers want you to see, it leaves a little bit it leaves it ambiguous. You have to like yep. fill in the gaps yourself. And I like filling in the gaps myself. Um, but I'm not saying that it's a bad thing in this case. In this case, it actually worked really well. You got inside the heads of these characters straight away. Um, you, got in- you get introduced to James, who's 17, and he thinks he's a psychopath. Um, we've seen evidence that he is as he yeah. kills animals. I mean, he, he, when he was nine years old, he bought a deep fat fryer from a shopping channel. Yeah. And then put his hand in it. To, so he can feel so something. So he can feel something. We've, so all, we've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> I use my right hand instead. Um, but yeah, so like people say that the first, one of the first ones of being a psychopath is killing animals. And he, he ticks that box. Um, and then lo and behold, he's presented with a girl who's just moved to town, moved to his school called Alyssa. And she seems to be a bit strange. So he straight away thinks, okay, I'm going to upgrade from animals to humans, and this is going to be my first victim. Meanwhile, we're seeing inside his head, sorry, in her head, and she's like, she just wants to connect with someone that's not the same as everyone else. Yeah. She, you, you see this kind of take place by her being with a group of girls, and they're texting each other from across the table. She, oh, yeah, she uh, smashes yeah. her phone. The girl across the table texts her. Yeah. And she goes, I'm right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's free. Yeah. So it's talking. Exactly. So that's to demonstrate <clears throat> that she's not not like like normal girls and that's just a very But she's also quite emotionless as well herself. Like part part of me thinks from the whole episode yeah. that she's got a lot of emotion to display. She just yeah. isn't doing so on the outside. And actually that kind of ties into the music mm. which you hear at the start of the episode. Yeah. Um sort of smiling on the inside or laughing on the inside crying on the outside yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it's that sort of hiding of emotions and I, yeah. th- I feel like she doesn't show any visually mm-hmm. but there is lots in there lots and it's like all on. trapped inside yeah. she's um, there's obviously problems at home her mum has a new boyfriend who's a little bit gropey it seems yeah. um, so that's playing on her mind um, and they've had kids they've got uh twins so they've just yeah. had like children so now she's got sort of like little sibling yeah. twins to exactly. sort of compete with so she's kind of been forgotten about really yeah, and, and exactly. her mum's kind of thinks more highly of herself than yeah she actually is so she feels very lost not only just in school but in ho- at home oh, as well yeah. just in life in general and then you've got james who who hasn't seen his mum in, in a long time and his dad is a bit of a nightmare it's one of those he's da- a bit of a lad yeah you know like he's the polar opposite of james himself who is very introverted and, and i mean that's another thing that they say psychopaths are like the quiet got watch the quiet ones <laughs> be worried about the quiet ones um but you know what? Like I saw a lot of myself in in him actually. Like he's like he's quite morbid. <laughs> he's, he likes the dark <laughs> things in life. Um, I haven't killed any animals or people just yet, but the the night is but young. I'm set far enough away. <laughs> don't worry. Um, but yeah, I mean, even though he's a psycho killer, or potentially, like a bit like Dexter, you warm to him. You warm yeah. to this. You warm to his mannerisms, his his uniqueness, and you're like. Yeah, I kind of want you to do well, but I don't want you to kill anyone, especially not Alyssa, because like 
she's kind of cool and she's going through her own issues and they kind of find each other in this kind of mishmash of of, of crazy emotions and um you you're kind of like rooting for them to get together you're just like these two kind of yeah like polar opposites need to get together one of the funny thing is is he's carrying a skateboard through the whole episode <laughs> he never skates him, no. skate? <laughs> i was thinking that and i was thinking what was on the page like uh when they wrote this did, did it say uh, James has a skateboard. Never write never it. Never write it. Because I've got multiple skateboards. It's, it's weird. And I never write them. No. But it, it, so James and Alyssa are 17. Yeah. So they're in a stage of life anyway where they're sort of, they're growing up. They're, they're sort of transitioning to adulthood, as it were. Yeah. And so, you know, there is, we all went through it. You know, anyone that isn't on that other side of, of 18 years of age, then you remember going through your teenage years. Everything is a bit confusing and you sort of, you do keep a lot inside and you don't really deal with things properly because you don't know how to because you're changing so fast. You, The world around you is like spinning out of control and grown-ups telling you to be grown-up and little kids underneath you sort of being kids still and you have no idea where you belong. And I'm the exact same as I was when I was 17. Yeah. Yeah, just watching horror films as much as possible, trying to block out everyone else in the world who's <laughs> who are absolute nightmares, just in my own little bubble. But then it's, the finding, it's that finding that one person or that or that little group of people, perhaps maybe that you fit in with. Yeah, if, it's, if, it's, if, it's if a you weird manage t- to find one, the way I fit weird, in, let me know. It's a weird teenage <laughs> kind of time, and I, I find it. You know, they could have picked any age group to have done this with. But I think it it works most aptly with seventeen year olds. Okay, which makes because they're all hormonal on the brink and of, yeah, they're on the adulthood. brink of yeah, yeah. exactly. They're, they're, it's you know, there's a turning point in their lives coming, and and it's how they deal with that. Yeah, um, and I must admit, like you know, from the title, you get end of the effing world, mm-hmm. but you don't get any swearing for about ten minutes, maybe fifteen, in the diner. It's about halfway through that first episode. No, you get, you get swearing before that. No, you don't. You do. Do you? Yeah, when they first meet, he, he tells no. him to F off. Because oh, she, yes, you know, so he does. Sorry, yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she tells him he's he's beep. And he goes beep off. Oh, uh, yeah, there was a quick... Okay, yeah, sorry, I forgot. So that, but then the, the first real obvious use of swearing then... When you're dropping the C-bomb. Yeah, yeah the C-bomb Ooh. in the diner. Love it. Yeah, and, and, and it was just sort of a bit like... <laughs> Where did that come from? You know, like when you check yeah. the road both ways and there's no traffic, and then you you just about to step out, and all of a sudden something comes. <laughs> what the? Where did you? Yeah, <laughs> it, it sort of came out of nowhere, and I think it sort of jars a little bit. Yeah, you're right because it's it's it's, it's almost like that moment is made to allow swearing. Yeah. It's like that moment only exists for the swearing mm-hmm. rather than it being a, a vehicle for anything else because they've left school. They're not at school, but they go in to the diner. They seem to have found this sort of connection between the two of them. So they're going out to date, socialise, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And they're ordering food and there's no... I don't think there's a purpose to this scene yeah. other than to prove that they are totally lost and... They don't give a monkeys about anything or anyone, mm. so they're quite willing just to swear at anyone. Like, what was it, Marvin? Who's out the back of the diner? Yeah. <laughs> she calls Marvin. She goes, Marvin, get out of here! And she's like, Yep, see you later, Marvin. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's sitting there going, Oh, um. and clearly he doesn't care about anyone either because he's got no emotions. But yeah. he's sort of feel he's the kind of 
apologetic, silent, silently apologetic one. He's basically Dexter. It, you, we we kind of see his emotions not through his face but through his thoughts and yeah. uh, through the narration. Um, but also, I think in his head he's thinking, okay, she's she's going to be my next victim. Um, she's not very well, well, loved no, by anyone. You say next victim. I mean, he hasn't killed anyone yet. He's killed yeah. lots of animals, but not a person. Yeah. And I just don't understand why he chose her, especially when he's, he says to her, I really want to punch my dad in the face. He and chose she, her because and she, she's, and she's new. And, and um... Yeah, but he's got no emotional connection to anyone. He could kill anyone and it wouldn't mean any different, wouldn't be any different for him. I guess there's a possible repercussions if he kills someone who's going to be missed, and she probably won't be missed. Oh, too I see. Much. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I'm makes guessing. sense. Um, but she, I mean, she, even though she is a bit kind of like brash and she's rude, she she admits that she's self-destructive, and yeah. um, and I think he kind of, even though he's not admitting to himself that he likes her, he's like pr- pretending and going along for the ride. I think I think even in this first episode you can see because both of us we've only watched this episode, yep. so we're only basing our, our kind of assumptions may be completely wrong, but they look like they're flipping meant for each other mm. from this first episode. Um, and it's the fact that she coerces him into doing like this, you know, right at the end of the episode, yeah. like he makes passes comment slightly earlier, and he says because uh, she, she says yes, yeah, what she says, your dad's a dickhead, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, he is. And, and he goes, yeah, so I want to punch him in the face. Yeah. Played and by she Steve Orham. Um, and she, and she says, great. you should do it. Yeah. Just punch him in the face. And he's like, yeah, okay. And it's almost like a kind of, everyone thinks, you know, inappropriate things at times. Mm-hmm. And it happens internally. But it's very off, very rare that you get that external yeah, address yeah, yeah. of whatever it is you're thinking. And then to be encouraged by someone else mm-hmm. to do that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you sort of, it's almost like an escalation of events. You can see... The two of them, whilst they actually are helping each other out, they're actually also making each other worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's this kind of catch twenty two spiral, downward spiral kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's they they're, they're meant for each other. Misery loves act, company. But act, yeah, but actually, they're only going to make each other worse. Yeah, she is going to be more self destructive because of him because mm-hmm. he's got no emotion and he's clearly quite a vi- he's got violence in his in his nature and he's also happy to go along with whatever she says yeah so. but exactly and yeah. so because of that and she if she says do something he's going to do it and he yeah. does eventually just wallop his dad right in the face and he nicks the car yeah and they drive off together the dad's played by Steve Oram who is brilliant he was in sightseers uh, with with Alice Lowe they were they played kind of a couple um and he's just brilliant in this. He he is perfectly cast mm. as a dad who is just annoying, who's trying a bit too hard. Uh, I love it. Um, but also the the casting in this is brilliant because this was previously a short um, a short film um, that was uh, obviously did all right in the in the, in the festival circuit, and uh, basically it was going to be a, they wanted to make a film out of it, but then someone suggested making it into a TV show, and. Uh, what does it remind you of? Does or, or does it remind you of anything particular? A, a film. I'm thinking of a film of two outcasts. Because it it's and and I don't mean this in a, and if again if I, if I say this and you, and you don't like the, my reference here, I, I mean it in a I mean it in a positive sense. Care Bears the movie? Oh, close. Uh, no, Juno. Oh yeah, yeah. And like that kind of indie... like the, yeah, it feels a little bit sort of yeah, a little bit indie, a little bit sort of. I see a uh, high school, culty kind of high school. Yeah, um, but mm-hmm. and, and that's I take I, I say that as a compliment. I love Juno. I, I, I love Juno. Yep. Um, but 
this is really beautifully shot. Yeah. Oh, man. Everything about this is so clean. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a deliberate thing. Yeah. And obviously it is, but you know I mean? Like even when you look at the setting, like the 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 dining the dining table, the wood paneling on the wall, yeah. it's so physically clean. Mm-hmm. Um, the light is really sharp. You know everything about it. All the shots are perfectly framed, mm-hmm. like perfectly. And the focal yeah. point of the shot is very well done, so that you've got lots of times where you're staring straight down the face of either Alyssa or James, and yeah. and the depth perception of the shot in general is very perfect, so that they're only there in focus. So you're you're very much being drawn to their yeah. because they might be sat there in silence, but you can hear their like in a monologue mm-hmm. going off. Well, I said to the cinematographers who are Justin Brown and Ben Fordsman. Um, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. Soundtrack's definitely on point. Yeah. Casting is brilliant. Um, I just think it's really well done. I, I think and it's really quick. You can like just pull it on your yeah. f- download it on your phone from Netflix and uh, watch it on, on the, the bus. Go. Yeah, easy. It's really really good. Um, it's eight episodes. Yeah, I've only seen the first one. We've only Likewise. seen the first one, but I will definitely watch on. I'll probably have watched it by the time we do the next week's podcast. <laughs> Let's to do be it. Yeah. Um, I know. I really liked it. I I I don't think had we not. You know, put it on the list this early on, or we've got you know, put it down as a yeah, take. Emma for us. That suggested this one, Thanks, yeah. Emma. Then I think it would have been a little while before I'd even. I don't think, do you know what? I don't think, given not doing this podcast, I don't think I'd have ever watched it. Okay. I think I don't, not because I didn't, it's just too I, much to watch, isn't it? Well, it's just too much to watch, yeah. but I just think sometimes you need someone to give you that push for it, and and, and I would, I would recommend someone else watch it. Oh, 100%. You know, one really, of the, one of the really commandments really we always say is, you know, does it make you want to watch episode two? And yeah, definitely I, does. Yep. Absolutely. And would you recommend it? Yep. Yeah. Um, memorable theme tune. I think it will I be. It. Yeah, yeah. I think once I hit the, you know, the four or five episode mark, yeah, I think yeah. it'll definitely be stuck in there. Mm-hmm. Um, not long enough really to worry about pausing for a pee. Don't need to. Don't need to. In. You know, hold it in. Pee down my leg if I have to. Absolutely. Um, does it defy your expectations? Yeah. Because yeah, I didn't know if I was really fancy anything from it at all, but yeah. actually, I quite liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a mic drop in it? When he punches his dad, I guess. Yeah, I think the fact that he just he agrees and yeah, goes along with it. Dad drop, more like. Dad drop, indeed. <laughs> um, introduce you to a new character. Yeah, because Alyssa is the new character. Yeah. But also the journey is that they're both going to go on this new journey together Yeah. before they're sort of meandering through life. And now... Yeah. They've collided and path. suddenly they've got a path. So you're on that with them. Um, has it aged well? It's about a year or so old now. It's been on Netflix for about a year. Yeah. I mean, people still talk about it. People still, still recommend it to me. Still, I say it was beautifully shot. And, and I would say it's up there with yeah. some, of the, some of the biggest productions out there. Someone came onto my other podcast, Jed Talks, and, uh, and, and told me to watch this as well. So It's living up to the hype. Mm-hmm. It's living up to the hype. So we'll score yep. it in a little while. We will. Um, but first things first, my show this week. Um, yeah. Not really knowing anything about End of the Effing World. You said it's about some, you know, sort of, it's a teenage kind of school kind of thing. thing. Um, maybe some slight outcast kind of nature to it all. Um, so I threw into the ring. Round the twist. And strange things coming round the twist. Best theme song ever. I think so. Genuinely, probably one of the best theme songs ever. I mean, it's on par with the A team, as theme tunes go. I think I have sung the round the twist theme song more than almost any other theme song besides the Cheers theme song. I've sung the Cheers theme song a lot. Yeah, you have. He does it every week. Yeah. 
I told you like once when I was a kid, it, I, I wanted to play my, my mate's Zelda game on like yeah. a. Oh, and he made thing. you perform and he it made, on the he was bus. like, you can only yeah, ever yeah, play yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So I had to keep singing the Ch- Cheers theme song in order to play Zelda. Um, Round the Twist, then. Round the Twist. Is a great show. Um, one I don't remember watching too much as a child. It was repeated, like... Endlessly. Endlessly. And they brought it back in the 2000s as well. Mm. I don't. I just don't remember watching I, I I'm very familiar with it. I recognise the characters. Yeah. But I don't, don't remember watching it as a child. Yeah. Um, to the point where it's like a kind of childhood nostalgic trip down memory lane type. It's just, but but I still love watching it. It's Man. it's so dated in a in a good way. I loved it though. I, it's I loved so it. dated. Did you watch it on Daily Motion? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, yeah. it still looked good. Like on like like ripped to Daily it's, Motion. It, it's so it's so of its time. Round but, the twist. But the funny thing is, like we don't hear that theme song until the end because the first song no, we hear true. is. Well, the the guys are in the in the car <laughs> yes. moving to the lighthouse. We haven't even seen the lighthouse yet. Yeah, it's family, and they're singing "Twist and Shout." Yeah. Twist and shout, twist and shout. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, baby. Come on, yeah. baby. And the four of them are all singing along. So you've got yeah. dad and the three kids in the in the truck. Yeah, uh, and they're sort of they've up sticks and they're moving to live. In an Australian lighthouse. I mean, the fact that that very thing is there as well. As you know, as as we went, we're in a lighthouse last week with Emma. Yep. I my dream is to live in a lighthouse, and it's all based on on round the twist. I want to live the light round the twist lifestyle. <laughs> I want to live. I want to get up every day, have to go down thirty thousand flights of stairs, yep. and have ghosts living in in, in my roof. That's all I asked for. And have my dunny outside for skeleton. There. Well, that is the name of the uh, the episode. Episode one is uh, skeleton in the dunny. A dunny <laughs> for those who haven't watched Round the Twist or don't know is the Australian word for toilet. In the dunny. In the dunny. Um, and obviously, when you're Australian, you have to raise the end of each sentence, so it sounds like a question. Uh huh. Um, so they move in anyway. They move. They drive down to the the lighthouse and they arrive there middle of the day. They meet the lady who's selling it. Um, her Late husband. Yeah, she, um, he was so a lighthouse keeper. Housekeeper. Yeah. So she's now just going in there to sort and sort his stuff out, move out, empty it out, and then you know someone else can move yeah. in. She's a bit miserable, that old lady. Yeah, she is, and and I'm not sure you ever really get to find out why. I mean, is she living in like a little little hut or something, like an annex or something next door. I, yeah, it's weird that that row of buildings mm-hmm. seem to keep appearing and disappearing. Yeah, they like, didn't really we, set the scene properly. We didn't. Did we even see the lighthouse properly? Like, I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah, we do. We did, okay. we do once or twice. You see it. Yeah, but they arrive and they pull up outside these sort of buildings. What well, you know, the way is sort of like um, like the shop at an end of a like a zoo. You know, like the little like visitor <laughs> shop at the end of a <laughs> zoo. Gift shop. Yeah, like gift shop. That's <laughs> like it. Like a shop at the end of the. Where's this going? Is it, is it like, like the like, shop like, at, an, at the end of the zoo. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> the gift shop. That's what I couldn't think of the word for it. Like the gift shop. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> It's, that's what it looks like. The, the building looks like one it's of those... It's kind of BBC Essex. <laughs> the shop at the end of the zoo. Sometimes I forget the words, all right? Shut up. Leave me alone. Um, but they, they seem to disappear. Like, I'm sure they're right next door to the lighthouse. Yeah. And then then when they go outside yeah. in, in the night, I mean, uh, Bronson, who's the littlest of yeah. the kids, yeah. and he's the one that obviously... The, the, the two, his older brother and sister are constantly... Kind of just ignoring because he's you know the little and yeah. And so he's like nine, ten, right? Yeah. And the sisters maybe fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. And the the brothers probably thirteen or something. 
Yeah, 13, 14, probably yeah, early, early, early teen years. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's sort of like quite cool looking anyway. So they, yeah. they, they've come out from somewhere probably quite urban and they're now in a more rural area. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they get... And this ran, I don't know where these people came from either. This this random estate agent bloke turns up with his wife and three boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're not even his boys. They're, they're some of his mates. Yeah, they're the antagonists throughout the whole of, of Round the Twist. They're just like local lads who will just start trouble on the kids in the in the lighthouse. I'd, was, I'd kick them in the face. Yeah, what? And they went straight, like, so... so yeah, barred straight in the door. Yeah, barred straight in the door, like, and like they've just... And they just kind of like make themselves at home, really. Picking up things, rubbing things, and... Going all over the place. It's a bit weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe it's an Australian cultural thing. I don't know. And I, it's I don't, weird. They, they're a bit strange. Anyway, they, they, they rummage them. Anyway, so the whole lot of them, there's about now 10 people um, sort of exploring this lighthouse. And I didn't... You know what? I've never really considered the inside of a lighthouse before. Like, as a living, you know... I love seeing... I love seeing... An abode, you know? Just the logistics. Yeah. Like, halfway up the steps, so there's your bedroom. What, just like halfway up the steps? Yep, yep. Yeah, so, the door there. So, so the stairs are obviously inside the external structure of the lighthouse, but on the outside of the wall, like on the outside wall, yeah. as it were. And also all the rooms are dead centre. So rather than having straight staircases which just overlap each other, mm-hmm. uh, it just goes all the way around and up to the top. And then every, you know, eight to ten feet, you've got a floor. And that's just one room. Which, yeah. which, which actually is a lot of... It's which cool. Is, which is cool. You've basically got the... Think of a sausage roll and... <laughs> Where's this going? Hang on, you never go to me for a gift shop and now you're thinking, think of a sausage roll. Okay. Think of a Swiss roll then. <laughs> and, then and, and you slice it in the middle. Yeah. So, and uh, that's, basically, that's basically her room. You have a whole... <laughs> you, can't, you can't end the example there. <laughs> That's the example. So imagine a Swiss roll, right? Cut it in half. Right, now. Anyway, she's got a bedroom, yeah? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Think of a Linda McCartney veggie sausage, right? <laughs> Cut a slice into it. That's a bedroom, right? So, like... But you basically... Each each bedroom is a, is a slice of that Swiss roll. Yes, I know. No, I do. I do know what you mean. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. So you've got the entire surface yeah. of the lighthouse to yourself mm. on each level. And you could ultimately have infinity or a lot yeah. of rooms all the way up. You could potentially have 50 rooms if you wanted to. And and the bottom is where the kitchen is. Yeah, they yeah. go in and you've got the living space kitchen area yeah, yeah, yeah. right at the bottom, well, nat- out, yeah. naturally. I mean, that makes perfect sense. So anyway, the, the, the episode is called Skeleton in the Dunny yeah. because um, when uh, Bronson... Goes out to the toilet at night. Mm-hmm. He is out there and he goes by torchlight as well. And that, this is also something else. I mean, why they've got a toilet outside? I, I mean, just plummet into the building, surely? I think the when, when, logistics of I mean, plumbing this, in a lighthouse this is, is something we need to delve into. 1989, this episode came out, yeah. right? So it's not like we're talking a Victorian era here. Plumbing was fairly well established. Yeah, but lighthouses were built. Pro- that lighthouse was probably built in Victorian yeah, times. Yeah, but you can put plumbing in any building you want. It's not difficult, is it? Well, it is, it's if, a it's pipe. A, it is if it's a lighthouse. How is it? Where's where's the pipes going to go through? Well, the pipe just goes out the wall, doesn't it? And then goes, and you can run the drain pipe down the side if you need to be. Down the side of a lighthouse? Yeah, why not? You will not get the job as a lighthouse planner. Why not? You could build it within the wall. You wouldn't actually see any of this. 
You could easily hide it. I think it would affect the structural integrity of the lighthouse. How would it? How would it? If you do that, we're not going to get into lighthouse structural integrity, are we? Come on, because this, this is a different podcast. Think of a Swiss roll. <laughs> if you're, if you put a toilet like, on suite, bash you over there with a Swiss roll in a minute. <laughs> you can't have an ensuite in because you're you're already using a complete slice of that Swiss roll. Yeah, you can't. Why not? So when you think about your bathroom or your shower or your toilet indoors or the workplace or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the waste goes into the floor, right? And the floor has been designed so mm-hmm. that there's space in it for the whatever drainage system you've got going out to join the more public sort of sewage. But but don't forget, in a lighthouse, the stairs go yeah. round like a health skelter. Yeah, and... It just goes. It just goes down into the floor and then out and through the wall, and you, just, you can easily hide. You can hide pipes in anything. Okay. Okay. Um, you could just have a poo out the window. I, guess. I mean, you could just have a poo out the window. Yeah, in fairness, just... yeah. I mean, why not? <laughs> um, so, uh, a quick rundown of some of the names. Then, so Dad is called Tony Twist. I mean, surname is Twist. Um, you've got, excuse me, Pete and Linda, which is weird because they're supposed to be twins. Oh, so they are the same age. Yeah. Okay. So they're the same age. So. But I agree with you. She seems like, older. I agree with you. She seems older than him. Yeah. I guess at at times, and in other times, it's yeah. sort of flip roll reversal. But and the girl played twins. by Tamsin, Tamsin West, who also sings the theme song, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Even though she was only in the first series, she sings the theme song the whole way through. Oh, then they kept uh, that. Oh, okay. Voice of an angel, that lady. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, but it's it's wonderfully sung, so therefore very catchy. Yeah. When and you listen to it. Um, so Linda and Pete are twins. Um, and it doesn't really specify how old they are, in fairness. Can't, not I can see, anyway. Um, and then the younger brother, Bronson, who's obsessed with food. Yeah. Um, all, I mean, all the time obsessed with food. <laughs> um, and, and then, yeah, so the, the Gribbles um, are the the estate agent or this guy who's interested in buying the lighthouse to knock it down and basically develop on the land. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to trust him with anything if he thinks he can knock a lighthouse down bear in mind lighthouses aren't built in the middle of cities or anything yeah. they're built right on the edge of a coastline and if you think about the the, the area yeah. what that lighthouse takes up isn't that much what are you going to build on it yeah a lighthouse. another lighthouse <laughs> yeah that's a big but, swiss roll that's the, <laughs> that's the only thing you're building there mate um so yeah i mean he's not the he's not the smartest um Smartest berry in the uh, in the bouquet um but either way you've got Hang the, on, the can, can we just talk about that analogy. <laughs> the smartest berry in the bouquet. Well, listen, we've forgotten the phrase of gift shop and you refer to things as Swiss rolls. So I think anything goes in this week's podcast. Oh, I don't want to put my ore into the sea for about your... your yeah, exactly. You had the ore in your sea last week, so shut your noise. Uh, right. The Gribbles are the, the couple who come in trying to buy the place up and their yeah. son... And their mates, yeah, they're assholes. Yeah, they're absolutely assholes. Get get out of my lighthouse. But, but I've got I've got to ask a question, right? right? If you you got a son, right. right? His name's James. Fine, sounds good. Okay, yeah, yeah so fine. far, okay. He comes home from school one day. Yeah. He goes, uh, "Mum, can I can my mate come in?" And you're like, "Yeah, of course, yeah, sure, always, yeah, yeah, why not?" So and, and you go like, "Oh yeah," and um, so this is my mum. This is my dad. Uh, mum, dad, this is um, this is rabbit. What, 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 what do you mean? What, that, rabbit. He's got. It, he's got a rabbit. No, no. Say, his name's Rabbit. Why, why is his name Rabbit? I don't know. Okay. Get out. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure that rabbits are that popular in, in Australia. But Aussies, they, would be, they would be pretty easy fodder for a snake, wouldn't they? Or Aussies always have uh, nicknames. Though you've seen neighbours in Home and Away. Yeah. It's like Toady. The other ones. Every, every, <laughs> everyone's. Everyone's got a nickname, haven't they? Yeah, I, but 
He's got two mates, one called Rabbit, one called Tiger. Okay. I mean, honestly, I I, I think I would get on really well in Australia. I've got this sort of feeling that I think I would just suit, but... Your name's Jelly anyway. Yeah. You wouldn't need to kind of change your name. No, exactly. I don't need to. Yeah. But, I mean, if 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 your child comes home and says, my friend's Rabbit and Tiger, don't let them in. (laughs) because <laughs> they're going to be little toe rags let's be honest about they it they're going to be little toe rags and they go around like they own the place and they yeah. put they put their all into the sea and say to, <laughs> uh, to, to to the little one oh by the way um, watch out that dunny it's uh, dead dead Ed's in there yeah. dead Ned's in there dead Ned it's like, well, what, what, hang on what dead Ned Tell is me about the dead husband Ned. of um, I believe Helen okay. who is or Nell as she's referred to in this. The old... The old lady who's sort of sorting out the, the remains of the stuff in the lighthouse. Yeah. So Ned has died, former lighthouse keeper. And for some strange reason, he's haunting, possessing perhaps, the toilet outside. Yes. I mean, of all the spaces in the lighthouse you could possess, even the top bit with the light, mm-hmm. note the wooden shack that just, is the toilet. I just thought of a joke. The Danny. I just thought of a joke. You can use this in your stand-up set. Go for it. What did the ghost and the dunny say? I don't know. What did the ghost and the dunny say? Poo. <laughs> so oh, Dead God. Ned... Right, <laughs> Dead Ned is possessing or spooking out the toilet, and you don't really know why. Uh, there's no, there's no evidence to say. Well, the kids uh, going one by one, don't they? To the toilet. Yes. Yeah, so, so Bronson goes first. Yeah. And then uh, you get Linda goes in, and then they both see uh, this ghost peek its head over over the corner and just just smile and just point at. Yeah. Them. Well, well. First things first. Bronson's in there reading a magazine. I'm like, I get that. You know, sometimes you go to the toilet and you you want to sit down and catch up on the day's news and things like that. But it's in the middle of the night. Middle of the night. He's a, he's a small child <clears throat> outside next to some cliffs. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's even allowed to go and do this on his own was, yeah. was questionable. But anyway, let's, let's, not, let's brush over that. Yeah, let's brush yeah, over yeah. that point. He's here having his, doing his business. And he looks through this tiny little hole in the wall um, where an eye appears. <laughs> and he obviously, you know, screams, runs indoors. Ah, there's a ghost. Ah. And Linda's like, yeah, okay, whatever, Bronson. It's, you know, it's, you're just seeing stuff. Anyway, Linda goes to the toilet. And Bronson offers to go with her to look after, which I thought was quite cute. Yeah. And very sort of like, you know, brave of him. Yeah. Do you, you want know? me to come with you? Mm, In case no, the ghost is still there. does. <laughs> yeah, it still does anyway. Um, and she sees him. She sees dead Ned, who, who peeks over the top of the door. And they both freak out and run in. And they both go and see Pete, yep. who's upstairs in his room. Um, and so they all make a sort of, you know, sibling pact to go and sit in there together and wait for dead Ned to come and visit them again. They're sitting mm-hmm. there for hours on end, hours. Um, and Bronson's a bit like, yeah, do you know what? I set my alarm for 11 o'clock so that, you know, after this time, if he wasn't here, I'm going to go to bed. So I'm going to yep. go to bed. And anyway, as he's going to leave, naturally, you know, the uh, the shed state starts to shake a little bit and all, all of a sudden dead Ned's obviously appearing. But the shed falls apart. Like, yeah. He's dead Ned, like throwing bits of the shed around. So I feel like he, he's he's been building up to use his powers. I don't don't know if the kids have kind of made him stronger or whatever because yeah. they can see him. So he eventually manages to like use his force to, to knock the dunny down, and they're there all together in the dunny, 
just screaming, then they notice. I mean, that's, if they're going to be scared anywhere in life, on yeah. the toilet is definitely the place to be. Yeah, definitely. Because if you crack yourself, you know. To be fair, I've been to the toilet a few times and, and was quite scared. It's like, <laughs> well, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, the whole building falls down. Anyway, it turns out, Dead Ned really likes charades. <laughs> Can't talk, but he can vis- visually appear to people. Yep. Um, and and he, he seems to be pointing at the, the, the remains of this dunny um, because there's something in it. Yeah. And it turns out that there's been a missing painting. Yep. Uh, which actually featured... Um, oh, what's her face? Uh, the, Nell? Nell. Nell's husband. Husband or a dad or something brother or brother or something yeah someone related to her was in the painting so it had sentimental value rather than sort of actual value to yeah, it and yeah, yeah. and she reckoned it was been pinched and but it turns out it was hidden in the toilet I mean what I mean you think this episode makes no sense no sense whatsoever and that's why I love it we've got one of the one of the great scenes is when um, the the mid, the boy the older boy. He has a false tooth for some reason. Oh, yeah. They just flush down the toilet. <laughs> and then they're like, I need to get that back. That's expensive. What do they do? They don't stick their hand down the toilet. They go to the sewage works. And, and they've already filtered out all the poo from around Australia. And, and all the teeth. Yeah. And all the teeth are in a particular little basket. I love it. It's like, like, a a pigeon, like a pigeonhole tray in the office. He just flicked through all the teeth and he found his teeth and he boiled it in water stuck it back in. Um... Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that, that that was a part of this episode that I totally brushed over, actually. Yeah. And now Dead Ed has um, achieved his... The last thing he wanted to do on Earth before he can kind of pass um, was to kind of like show them where the uh, painting, was, painting yeah. was. He he flew up to the top of the lighthouse and off into... Off into space. Into space, basically, yeah. <laughs> it's so random, this episode. This show is so nuts. I don't remember it being this mad. Ah, uh, mate, you've not seen anything yet. There's an episode with a fox with lemons for eyes. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of my favourite episodes. It's so far. This is the second Australian show we've done on the podcast. Uh, we've done Pugwall, yeah, uh, and this one, which were around at the same time. I mean, I, mean, I think it speaks volumes, doesn't it? The, the <laughs> Pugwall, bloody nerd, and and <laughs> round the nerd. twist, yeah, of the same ilk. That's all I'm saying. That's I all I'm it. saying. Anyway, so so the lady Nell gets a painting back, and she's very happy. Um, the toe rags have clearly long gone after this. Um, I don't know if they ever put the dunny back up. Uh, did they ever resurrect that? Or do they actually yeah. install the toilet indoors, perhaps? I think they do install the toilet indoors. What year was this based on, actually? I forgot to ask that earlier. Yeah, late 80s, 89. Right. And this was just the same time that Tamsin West was in Neighbours, by the way. Um, and as, then we, sh- as, as we all know, the uh, the footstool to, to Stardom. Yeah. And uh, a few people from this ended up on Neighbours or Home and Away, so... It's good like that, but um, it's absolutely nuts. Yeah, you know, it's all based on the books of uh, a guy called Paul Jennings, who's actually British. So it was a British guy that came up with all this madness, and was just like, "Set it in Australia, set it in Australia." Um, Blame the Australians that way. I personally, hello, by the way, if any Australians listen to this, welcome. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. listening. Appreciate it. I, any more suggestions are very welcome. Yeah. Oh, there's a few Australian shows we we could do. Um, I love everything about this show. I genuinely do. Um, it made me want to. Well, I almost do you care what too. happens next. Yeah, I do. Do you? Only because I know that. I mean, you can watch them in any order. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but I know the particular episodes that I bloody love. Well, I was just saying, the, the only thing I could say is that you know, 
there's nothing in this episode that makes me need to watch episode two. You didn't need to, no. Like, it's one of those self-contained shows where each episode is a story within itself. Yeah, and yeah, I guess yeah. the only thing that you'll get is the ongoing story of the kids growing up yep. and, and their move to the lighthouse. I mean, they've just moved there. Mm-hmm. And or even on the first day, they've had an experience with a, with a haunted bog. Yeah. So, you know, the, the hilarity will ensue from here, I guess. <laughs> uh, but do I, you know, do I... Um, Want to watch episode two? Mm. If it was on TV, would you flick over? No, I'd watch it. Okay, okay, that's good. I like if if they put if this. Okay, here should be another test. Almost maybe right. maybe a, a sort of a slight tweak to a commandment. Right. If they were running the entire catalogue of episodes of a show yep. that we're watching, mm-hmm. uh, you sit down and you watch it on one, yep. and follow, literally going to be on next is episode two. Yep. It's on that channel. Mm-hmm. You haven't even got to turn it over. Yeah. Do you st- do you stay there and continue watching? Maybe that is yes. the actual thing. So if that's the case, yeah, I'm leaving it where it is. Of I'll course. carry on watching. I'll keep watching till the end. All four seasons. Yeah. So do I want to watch it? Would I? Yes, probably. Okay. Does <laughs> um, it have a memorable theme tune? The- um, <laughs> How's it going again? It's the most memorable theme song. Yeah, it's, it's the best. It's the best one. And, and it sings its own title. Yeah, it's got to. So it gets a bonus you point know, for you that. You mentioned that on your radio show yesterday as well. <clears throat> What's that? You mentioned... Uh, oh, it's, yeah, it shows, shows mentioning their own title. Yeah. Yeah. Extra points. You, you know. Like, you nicked that from... uh, Rainbow. Rainbow, yeah. Because I played Rainbow yesterday. Does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Yeah, because yeah. they've just started the new life in the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you pause for a pee? No. Um, no. It just doesn't. Would. No, you I would. wouldn't. Shut up. I wouldn't go to the dunny after watching that. There could be a skeleton in there. Uh, that's why I'd leave it on, so I can oh, hear right. so I've got some noise going on, so I'm not <laughs> terrified. Um, do you feel emotionally connected? I feel emotionally Love or hate with one or more of the characters? I hate the Gribbles. tiger and, and rabbit. Yeah. No, I, I like all. I, I like the dad. The dad's a single dad looking after his family, which but, is an interesting thing to tackle yeah, in late eighties. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. I like the kids; they're cool. Um, and it wasn't even like for divorce either, because mum died, didn't she? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was interesting that they, they tackle something like that in '89. Do you know who my, who my favorite character was? Bronson. No, the guy who works in the sewage plant. I was like, what's his story? <laughs> he seemed. He came on. I was like, "This guy's interesting." No, no questions. Like, you get yeah. no questions for the fact that number one, this kid of about thirteen or fourteen has got a tooth well, that funny, falls like, out. Yeah, they, they walked in and he and he was like, "Ah, visitors at last or something." It's like, "What's this guy's storyline?" <laughs> we need a side show. We need a we need a side uh, yeah. TV series with this side guy. Um, would you recommend it? Yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, is there a mic drop? Nah. No, no there's, there's a tooth, tooth drop into the toilet. That's about it. That's about it. Does it defy expectations? Not it, really. It's the same expectations I've always had that I love this show. Yeah. Um, has it aged well? Not particularly. It looks very dated. It does, but it's, it's, to me there's a lot of nostalgia with yeah. it. I think it looks it, it, good for us. So-so. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't aged well in the fact that you can't watch it today and stand up against the best sort of soap dramas there are because it's, you know, whichever genre it technically fits into. Yeah. Supernatural, comedy, drama, soap, whatever you want to call my, it. My favourite genre. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so it doesn't really age well that way, but... For me, it does. It's nostalgic, so it's it's quite nice to have a little trip down memory lane. Okay. And is the hype real? <sighs> For me, it is. I think we're going to maybe disagree a little bit on this but um yeah not really i think it's great i don't think it, i don't think it is what you expect it to be 
So sort of going back to the defy expectations, I don't think it is anything like what you imagine it to be. Like yeah. you go around the twist, it's about some kids moving to a lighthouse. All right, cool. And it's so weird and out the out there that it, you sort of forget that the fact that they've just moved to a lighthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because just, it's so weird. It's a, but it's a weird concept. Single dad moving his kids into a lighthouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's unique, don't get me wrong, it's really unique, you know, single dad, three kids, moving to a lighthouse, first thing, spooky toilet, right, love it, love it, yeah, I mean, just you saying that's made me give it an extra point, it's like, yeah, (laughs) brilliant, brilliant, great concept. All right, well, talking of points, let's let's score the shows we've done, so End of the Effing World, first up, uh, which is available to watch on Netflix, by the way, Mm -hmm. go on, you're first, what do you reckon? I really, really liked it. Um, I can't wait to see what what happens next. I'm going to give an eight, which for me oh, is a solid, re- solid, that's solid really score. Good score. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see what happens next, and I probably will blitz the whole thing in the yeah. next couple of days. Um, and then next week we can talk about what we thought. Uh, but yeah, no, so far I love it. Okay, I'm going to go with a seven. Okay. I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. I'm st- and ultimately, when we do this, sometimes we've watched the show through first episode to the very last, like mm-hmm. season's worth. Yeah. And other times we're watching it like this one, where we've not seen any more than the, fi- the first episode, the pilot itself. So yeah. I, don't, I really don't know what it is yet. So based okay. on that, there's a few things I still need you know, to... Fine. I, I didn't. There was some things I just. I don't know what they are. They're just missing from the pilot for yeah, me. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. but I'm sure in the coming episodes they they will be there, and I will watch on. So seven for me, which okay. gives it a fifteen, which goes in a That's sort of pretty good. weird little segment of the uh, <laughs> league table. I'll throw it in there in a second. But um, if we okay. can score around the twist now, yeah. See, so I guess you go first. Whilst I enjoyed it, yeah, and I would probably consciously now go out and see if I can find some others. Yeah. I don't know if I can give it much more than a... It's it's massively being saved here by the theme tune. I'm just going to tell <laughs> you that right now. I'm going to give it a five. Oh, my God. Wow. It, 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 I don't know what... So it was just, it it, was just average then. It, it was, was just, just average. The theme song is It's nuts. It doesn't make any sense. That's... I think that's overly harsh. Why is it? I don't want to watch episode <laughs> two. Like, I don't care. I don't really care for any of the characters in it. Okay, 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 okay. Then what do I give it? It's up to you. You've got to be honest with it. You, this is the, I was listening back, actually, to an episode we did weeks ago, like 20, 30 episodes ago on the yeah. podcast, and we went really different scores. You gave something an eight and a half, and I gave it like a five again. But mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't happen often. But I just genuinely can't give this any more than a five, mate. I... I'm going to give it 7.5. Yeah, 7.5? 7.5. I think it's the start of something interesting. It's innovative, original. You're not going to see anything like this ever again. Um, Maybe for a reason? No. When I was watching this, do you know what I was thinking? I was like, like, I could make this into a film. I could so make this into a film. If I had if I had my dirty paws on this <clears throat> yeah, and make, make real right. monsters surround this lighthouse, it'd be flipping awesome. Okay. Um... No, I loved it. Okay, loved end it. end of the effing world. Yep. goes in with a fifteen. So let's Very pop that in there. Um, and so with some great the, shows. A fifteen, right? Yeah. Oh, blimey! Uh, cheers. Oh wow! Knowing me, knowing you. 
The Exorcist, Morgan Mindy, Ooh. Flintstones, Beverly Hills 90210, LOLO, Timeless Disenchantment. Great company. Um, so it's 15 for that. And 12 and a half for... Uh, that is we- that's a weak score. Sorry, pal. That's all right. Yeah. Mm, actually, no, not sorry. <laughs> not sorry at all. If I was that sorry, I'd have given it a better score. But oh. <laughs> it isn't that good an episode. What's that 12 and a half then? Uh, 12 and a half is a little bit of an exclusive club. Okay. Uh, Great British Bake Off, which has just finished. Uh, okay. Pugwall. How cool was that? Oh, my I God. I can't believe we did it. Okay. <laughs> Odds of that are so minuscule. The Australians are all on 12 and a half. The Aussie zone. The Aussie Down zone. Down under. Is um, it 12 or 12 and a half? 12 and a half. Pug oh wall, my God. CSI Las Vegas. That's so weird. QI, sharp objects, and now around the twist. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, that brings me so much joy. Right. <laughs> I, I'll quickly address something before we get on to uh, suggesting next week's shows. Okay. Um, I got a, a slight complaint from a listener um, right. uh, via Twitter because About... we did... We did um, uh, Randall and Hopkirk deceased yeah. against uh, Chucky. Chucky. A couple of weeks back now, right? And basically... Tell him to go away, Mum. Tell <laughs> Chucky to go away. And, and basically we got complained because uh, we should have done Hopkirk and, uh, Hopkirk and Randall... Sorry, Randall and Hopkirk deceased against Randall and Hopkirk deceased, the remake. Yeah, we did. Well, we discussed doing we this off, off mic. We did. And I, we, that's why I want to apologise. We should have probably discussed that on the mic so we right. could explain it. But essentially what we're going to do is do the remake of Randall and Hopkirk eventually yeah. a, with a remake of something else like MacGyver, for example, mm-hmm. or Hawaii Five-0, which okay. they've remade. Yeah, yeah, so we'll yeah. do like two remakes against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can compare them in that sense. So Nick, we will do it, all right, yeah. in time. Stop Just, moaning, Nick. Yeah, stop whinging you. <laughs> Stupid man. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, Bit harsh, Nick. There's a good chance he'll be on the train listening to this. Oh, so right. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. Uh, but listen, if wherever you listen to this, whether you listen to it in the car on a commute into work or, or in college or university or if you're a train or whatever. On the dunny. Or on the dunny. I'm not sure you'd sit on the dunny for 57 People minutes. People listen to our show on the dunny. I'm sure they do. I'm sure someone listens in the bath. We still haven't had a bath photo yet. Oh. I'm not saying we haven't had a bath photo. I'm not saying we've had a bath photo. I mean, we often have baths together, but yeah, like... but we don't take photos, because yeah, 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 that'd right. be weird. No, no, that, that, that's... Too far. Right, Nick, not, anyway, anyway, let's move on quickly before yep. we end up in trouble. Um, okay. What do you want to do next week? <laughs> I... Ooh, I want to... You go have first, because I went first, first well, last time. Yeah, I was just thinking, I don't know if you've got anything, because I'm not... I'm looking at our lists. Stuff that you've suggested, stuff that we want to do. Uh, if you do want to suggest something, hashtag put it on the list on Twitter and yep. we will find it. Um, okay, I'm going to throw... I can't remember if this is the one, though. Oh, no, that's rubbish. What? Okay, I'm going to do something different, okay. real different. I'm going to throw it back in here, ready? Okay. Um, this is one of my favourite things... To, it's one of my favourite things to watch on television as right. a real throwaway show to watch. Okay. You can watch any episode, so heaven knows what the first one's going to be like. Right. Man versus Food. Oh, that's a great choice. Man versus food. I, I sit and watch Man versus food before I eat dinner so that I'm extra <laughs> ravenous. I love Man versus food. Blinking hell. So I, I, want to, I want to compare Man versus food. Okay. Against. Right. So I am going to put that against like a reality thing where you go. Well, you can do. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking things like MasterChef, perhaps. No. If you want to go for a British sort of thing, or do you want to go for the kind of. I, I, I want to go for something. Maybe we maybe we don't always have to have a theme. Maybe we just okay something that I really want to do. I'll enjoy. Go on, then. Okay, I think man versus food. Yeah, against yeah 
Scrap Heap Challenge. <laughs> that, that is a that good is duo. A, that is a smashing duo. Because right. there's a challenge element to it. Yes. There's a reality element to yeah. it. It's Scrap also a real fun heap watch. Challenge. Oh. Scrap Heap Challenge. I, oh, I've, wow. I know I've never watched the, the first episode of that. Very unlikely that that's ever happened. Okay, next week that's on a, the podcast. Okay. Wow. Man versus food versus Scrap Heap Challenge. <laughs> All right, so it's a three-way. It's a three-way next week. <laughs> Um, if you do want to suggest a show though honestly if you've got something that you absolutely love a little guilty pleasure or yep. an absolutely massive show that we still haven't covered uh, then please let us know on Twitter Jed I'm available on Twitter at Jed Shepherd. J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D and you find me at the Jellyman that's T-H-E-E Jellyman uh, we will try and sing your Twitter handles as well if you like, but um, that, no promises of it being any good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let us know what you're watching. If you've got any agreements or disagreements with what we've said this week as well, that's very welcome. We don't yep. care. We love a bit of bands. Um, cool. All right. Let's take 79 next week. Wowzers. Man versus food against Scrap Heap Challenge. And I guess that just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. <laughs> <laughs>